0: Passer, Passer, the delivery right by Adams, rebound, it's goal Olsen and Vermont Green up two! Oh, that one clangs a body, Kobe yeah, over the goalie and Vermont Green in front again, Ryan, Kobe, Salvez, O'Neal the turn, Mark O'Neal, ridiculous stuff! Oh baby, Mark O'Neal, that was a delight! finds a way to get it to
1: Lily, who gets it to Nwagbo. He
0: puts it on target! Oh! Diva! Nwagbo did it from the sideline! Diva! Nwagbo! High
2: we're going live, uh, Which is kind Nwagbo. of funny sometimes.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, Like last week, we were just uh, spending the entire cold open shitting on Chelsea, so that was fun.
2: That was fun.
3: Uh-oh, Nate. <laughs> Uh-oh, oh Nate's oh, a Chelsea on.
2: guy? <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: nah. As you can see, I'm a Spurs guy, so it's okay cool. that's um, I mean, that's, why, that's why that's why my name is still no center backs <laughs>
0: that's, that all now. right
2: so i guess i guess we're kind of live here uh so we're season one episode 16 united and great podcast uh welcome back guys uh i i i we're gonna go to tyler first to you know get some idea of what the hell he's been doing and where the hell he's been
4: yeah where have uh, i been i feel like i've been missing Oh, Jesus Christ. You've been missing, you've been missing on and off, uh, spiritually, emotionally. Where have I been? Nobody knows. Uh, no, up in in Montreal, uh, this past week, I think when you guys are doing the pod and, uh, it was great visit. Um, great city, super close to us. Um, and other than that, yeah, busy with work and, but it's it's nice to be back. Nice to see some familiar faces. Yeah.
2: Nice. Good to see you, man. Uh, and then we have again our returning champion, second week in a row. Tyson, what's going on, bro? Uh,
3: I still do not have my beard shampoo from Nacho. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> he has to step up. I will not let this stand. I expect the best. As always.
2: I got attacked by a swarm of bees the other day. And it wasn't it, I was not impressed at all. Uh you still probably I, had syrup in your beard. <laughs> I, it's still there. It's still there. It's like, it's so fucking deep that I can't get it out. Um, But yeah, outside of that, uh, it's, it's been a rough week for me. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you have syrup and uh, you know, you still need your beard shampoo. It looks phenomenal. Uh, Your hair looks great. So again, uh, better beard, better hair than me. Uh, But for me, I can tell you that uh, uh, I was mowing the lawn today and of course middle of the day, what happens skunk runs across my lawn goes underneath my front porch. So that's what I've been doing for the past 45 minutes is trying to either bait out the skunk or get him to come out from the porch, uh, without getting sprayed. So, uh, this is kind of a nice respite, uh, especially since we get to talk to our two special guests today. Uh, we're going to go with the man, uh, that I did a little research on today. Uh, because i uh i didn't know much about our friend gabe here uh turns out gabe has a wikipedia page uh <laughs> i didn't even know that <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i knew that he's like midfielder extraordinaire uh comes from out west uh goes goes to UW, and he's a he's a husky for life uh and uh gabe how you doing man
1: i'm good man it's good to be here thanks for having me Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it's great to have you, man. Uh, You know, halfway, you know, halfway into the season, we uh, didn't even know, we didn't know if if you were coming who you were really Uh, we got to see, and we'll get into that a little more. Uh, And our other special guest, another, another Husky in the house here. Uh, We have uh, the man who's bigger than everyone. Uh, He's, he's been noted as being massive and he is bigger than you. He's part of the best center back pairing in the USL 2. We have Nate Jones. How you doing, Nate? I'm
5: good. What's up, everybody? I'm uh, happy to be on here with uh, Gabe. I'm actually checking out his Wikipedia right now. I did not know he had one. Dude, how do you get one?
0: I don't want I, I
1: don't
4: I to don't have one. one. Yeah. Do you one I or what's, the, what's the process here? Dude, no clue. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I to even, know.
1: I didn't even know that I had one.
2: I wanted to put some funny shit on there before I, uh, before we got <laughs> on so that we could all look at it together, but uh, I couldn't think of anything. I was battling the skunk, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it <was> <laughs> right, so, fun. so, uh, it, pretty good start to the pod, but, um, I'm going to go to Tyson with the first questions today. Cause, uh, you know, he's, he's the most inquisitive of us all. He always asks, uh, you know, he always asks the first question, uh, in, in our little group meetups, but, uh,
3: Far away, Tyson. So something that, you know, every time the boys, uh, the Green Mountain boys are sitting around waiting for the next season to go and pop up, something that we are always super excited about is obviously where the players are going to be coming from. We love seeing, you know, new players who are coming from new places. And when the two of you, uh, Gabe and Nate, showed up on our Instagram feed, coming over from the University of Washington, we were, you know, thrilled to get some folks from over on the West Coast, from a West Coast college. But something that we all, uh, as the Green Mountain Boys, wanted to figure out is, how did you guys even hear about us? You know, over here on the East Coast, we like to think that uh, the Vermont Green is pretty big and pretty important but obviously it's a very small USL two club. Um, how did you guys, uh, you know, start your journey to get over here to Vermont?
1: Yeah. Um, it kind of just started off with our head coach over at UW, Jamie Clark. He's uh, from the Northeast, I think somewhere in New Hampshire, right, Nate? Yeah. And they just uh,
5: been residing like, over there like Bobby's, uh, his dad's been coaching at Notre Dame. So he's like this, uh, East coast guy.
1: Yeah. So basically Jamie had his connections and then kind of just sold us on the club and we started doing our own little research. Um, and yeah, we were super, super pumped to join the team and get
4: over there. What were your first impressions of the club from a distance? Like before you even joined, before you even, you know, signed your big money contract to play for the summer. Like what was the, when you, when you, when you were doing your own research, what was your, what was your your first impressions of, of Vermont green?
5: It was the crowds, probably. The uh, the atmosphere that you guys really bring together, like all the sponsors, and the fact that you guys have, like, yeah, like 3,000 people plus for, like, every summer game. And, like, some colleges don't even get that for regular season. So I was just, like, really impressed by how they kind of, like, brought everything together. Like,
1: even the jerseys that they put together was, like, crazy.
4: Jerseys are not For there. me, the jerseys
1: were the biggest part. Some sweet kits.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean,
3: if you get to play with uh, you know, over an entire summer with a jersey designed by Matt Wolf, like that's yeah, it's not fair. too bad.
2: <laughs> I mean, Messi Messi has worn Matt Wolf's jerseys. You know, I mean that's pretty yeah. fucking dope, dude. Um my questions uh of you guys, like um we yeah. always think that we're super loud, like the Green Mountain boys in the south end of the stands. Uh I like to call it the South Stand, but anybody who's not a Tottenham fan. Doesn't, doesn't call it that Tyler. He always says South end. I want to call
4: it, I want to call it the cop, but nobody wants to be part of that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, So uh, down in the South stand where all the green mountain boys are, and uh, we've been growing and growing uh, in numbers over the past two seasons. Uh, I guess my question is for the players on the field. um, Because every preseason we have our, we have our green mountain boys meet up and it's in, the discussion is always who are the players um, where are they from and what chance can we come up for, for, you know, with, for them. Um, so I guess my question is, can you hear us chanting? Can you hear us singing? Or is it just like a mishmash of like the entire crowd?
5: No, 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 no. you guys,
1: yeah, you guys stand out, you guys stand out. All it's right, always right. funny. It's always funny because especially with Nate's chant, um, just like three or four of us on the field just start cracking up and just like staring at Nate and just giving him like a bunch of crap for it. It's it's so funny. Uh that that actually happened kind of organically. I was
2: trying to do the he's one of our own, uh, for Bazzini, I think. Mm-hmm. Um either him or Charlie Adams. And uh Tyler came up to me and just behind me said into my ear he whispered gently into my ear uh nate jones is massive he's bigger <laughs> than me. and i said that's a good one so that's we good. just started doing it, and it <laughs> caught on really quickly and then of course tom up in the up in the booth had to had to get it going too so uh well, that that's that's one of my favorite things it's it's the game day the match day experience uh for me i'm sure. uh you know i've mentioned a number of times on this podcast uh, you know i'm an old dude so uh, getting into soccer later in my, in life for me, it just, this is kind of cool. It kind of brings me back to, you know, my twenties. So I, 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 act like I'm in my mid twenties, you know, and, and out there trying to be as, as well, less of an ultra as possible, but more <laughs> of a, more of a fan uh, it, it's, yeah. it, it, it really uh, helps me to feel young. And I brought my
1: daughter into that now too, which is, which is pretty awesome. She loves it. Um, yeah you can totally tell everybody's just having a great time in those stands it's really cool to see it's a party atmosphere yeah, man, and then that sure. can, that's kind of what we want to bring you know be respectful of course but,
2: you know you know there there are some clubs we would like to be less respectful to um <laughs> you know we're we're not gonna mention C bond united but um that said that said uh
4: were you guys looking at other, other clubs? Like, are were, were there other USL2 or pre-professional clubs you guys were looking at? Or was this sort of like a, just like a, you know, early application, early decision type thing for for college when it came to Vermont Green?
1: Yeah, I feel I, like it was pretty early for us. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah. yeah, no,
5: I feel like Jamie kind of came up to us in like the wintertime and he's like, yeah, there's this like club out in Vermont that like has like a bunch of fans and like they have like insane games that are just pop and." And so I was like, oh, okay, I might as well think about that, because, like, Ballard had four or five of our guys last year. I really didn't feel like playing for them. I really didn't know what their whole thing was about. Um, But, like, with the NCAA rules, only, like, five players can, like, be on a summer league team like that. So I really didn't look at any other team besides Vermont. So, yeah. Uh,
3: Had either of you done anything like this before, like, gone to, like, another summer league team or something like that? Or is this – Uh, being in Vermont, is that the first experience that either of you have had? Um,
1: Summer league, summer league wise, it's not our first experience because our coaches kind of push for everybody to find a team over the summer, whether that's USL2 or we have like NPSL over here. And so it's not like super new, but like traveling over to the East Coast and playing for an extended amount of time, that was new for me at least.
2: So uh I guess not to not to backtrack too too much, well, I guess we'll backtrack all the way to the beginning. Uh, I'm going to ask each of you kind of just to give us a rundown on your kind of like your soccer origin story, like where you started um, and you don't have to you know go into any great detail, but just where you started and how you got to where you are now and i'll start I'll start with Nate
5: all right, so I don't know if anybody really knows this, but Gabe and I kind of grew up like. I'd say 15, 20 miles away from each other playing soccer. Like I'm from Gig Harbor and that's South of Bremerton. And um, I grew up playing for this like local club in my town because my sister did. And um, my dad actually played football in college and so did his brother. And so I was always into like college football and I wanted to do that growing up. But my more liberal mother was like, no, you're not doing that. I'm not going to let you get CTE. (laughs) And so I did soccer until about high school, and then the big decision was, like, do I keep doing this or do I go to football? I was also playing high school basketball at that time. And then I just decided, I was like, you know what, I think I have the best chances of, like, making it to college, probably through soccer. So I was playing for Washington Premier and Puyallup. Didn't really do the academy stuff until I committed to Washington already. Then I went to Crossfire Academy. And then uh, to UW, yeah.
1: Awesome. Gabriel? Yeah, so um, my career kind of started the same way, just like local stuff, um, where uh, Nate said Bremerton, just kind of like this naval area of Washington. Um, and so I started there, played up until probably late elementary school, and then I wanted to do bigger things than stay in my little Kitsap area, which is what it's called. And I went over to a team called Seattle United, which is like another club team. Then I was there for a couple of years. And then I decided to go try out for the Sounders Academy when they were still doing like tryouts and stuff like that. And so that's when I made that team. And then that was pretty much middle school through high school, just all Sounders Academy. And then committed my junior year of high school to UW. And now we're here. Tyler, Tyler. I'm
2: sorry.
4: I was going to go, no, but I said I, Tyler. Just, like <laughs> the whole, the whole like youth soccer system is, it's, is new to me. My kids are pretty young and they're like eight and seven and they're just starting to get into it. And, you know, growing up um, uh, in, in the, like starting to play soccer in the like eighties and nineties before it was like a thing in the U S it's just, like, there just wasn't this infrastructure. There wasn't like the quality of coaching and training. It's just really cool to hear that. Like, I mean, even in Vermont, I think it's like a really strong infrastructure for kids playing soccer. And um, I think it's starting to reflect in like the, the national team and just like the quality of soccer in the U.S. And um, so you, you guys commit to Vermont Green. Uh, tell us about your, your first day or two after flying out, like you landed in, in the gigantic metropolis Burlington Airport with its like two runways and uh, like one terminal. <clears throat> uh, what's it like from day one, like being in Burlington, being in Vermont, like meeting the team, meeting the coaches, like what was that, what was that experience like?
1: Nate got there before me. So I think he should go first.
5: (laughs) Yeah.
1: I, um, I was the test subject for Myers
5: and Gabe. I had kind of got to lay the land first. So yeah, I fly in kind of a smaller plane from, um, Charlotte, it's like canopy covered. It's just like green everywhere. And I was like, okay, now the team name makes sense. Uh, Land, get there. Uh, Not a whole lot around the hotel we were staying at. Like you kind of need a car to get around Vermont. And it's like just that long road up to uh to downtown Burlington, but like meeting the coaches, Pfeiffer, Ruben and uh, Chris Taylor, like super like great guys, like good coaches. And just like are so happy that we were even like coming over to like play for Vermont and, Everybody kind of asked us, like, why are you even over here? And I was like, I mean, what else am I going to do over summer? Like, why not come play for, like, one of the better teams in usl too, and, like, just, like, have a great time?
1: Yeah, I mean, my experience was pretty similar. Just flew in, got picked up by a couple of the boys from the team. And then on my first night, I just did a little walk down that street, and it was, like, a perfect sunset. It was awesome, all the trees and everything. And then – yeah, the next couple of days, just meeting everybody on the team, getting, getting accustomed to like what the schedule is like. It was, it was really cool because all the guys on the team were super, super dope, like really cool guys. Coaches knew what they were doing and like also really good guys. So yeah, it was just a very welcoming first couple of days when I
3: got here. And like, obviously in, in that like first couple of days that you guys are here, like how hard is it because you're thrown like right into the season. I've got to imagine like right when you guys get off the plane, like you're right into practices, right into games, you know, like how hard is it to, or or maybe not hard with this group of players that you uh, were playing with to really kind of figure out what everyone's doing, how everyone's playing, how coach Pfeiffer wants you guys to play.
1: Yeah. I think it, I think it was pretty clear from, first couple of practices just because this is kind of like a testament to how um, Pfeiffer kind of went out and got really good players when you're playing with a bunch of good players it's not hard to like really figure out what the team's trying to do like we've had we had so much talent from all over the country and so it was like it was just really easy to like step into that environment and then just like be able to figure out what it is like the goal was and like how we play and stuff like that.
0: Yeah.
3: So no, with, uh, with what
5: Gabe said, like I'm not gonna—I was like sucking wind my first day. I was not fit coming in, and we, um, I was looking at myself in the mirror after practice, like, what am I doing out here? Like, I don't want to come out here and just like suck for like eight straight weeks and not like contribute to the team. And so then, like, you do see the quality when you like got to that first practice, and it is a little intimidating. I'm not gonna lie, because there are like a bunch of new guys that you really don't know yet. You might be trying to take somebody's position and it's like, there's like a lot of stuff going on, but I say that it's like intimidating, even though I was like, like the second biggest guy on the team.
3: I was going to say, speaking of who might be the biggest guy on the team, like it it just seems like it must be such a joy to play with Musa. And like the two of you (laughs) playing in the back was just like, it made all of us just so happy. Like, it, it just looked like such a great partnership. Can you, like, talk about, like, what it's like just getting able uh, – being able to, like, play next to him every game? Musa, as you guys know, is, like, super chill, like,
5: calming the ball. And he's like that, like, outside of soccer, too, where he's not really um very vocal when you talk to him. He's just kind of a chiller, and he just does his own thing. And that makes it easy to, like – communicate. I don't know if it's because of the language maybe because he's like fluent in French too. So him and um, uh, Nick, the uh, pen we were always like talking, talking, talking and I'm just sitting here like not understanding anything but like Moose is just like a guy that I can like depend on during the game and I'm like okay. Like if I'm stepping here I know he's got my back. Um, which was
4: like an amazing partnership and it happened it clicked so quickly and Um, I was, you know, and I think in general, like, you know, the, the quality of the individual players was, I was there for the first practice because I, you know, have nothing better to do with my life. Um, and I was impressed one, like by the individual skill uh, of everyone and almost to a greater degree, just like, even in sort of like the sort of five aside scrimmages, scrimmages that you guys are running and some of the drills you're running, just like the understanding of passing and movement already, like day one, like it's it's amazing. I mean, is this is this something that you guys encountered in, in in college or at other places as well, or is this unique to Vermont Green? Or I think when you like find
1: that there's a group of like college players that are like D one, and you get them from all over the place, you you kind of know what you what you're gonna get. Like there's other teams. Like if we go to like the MPSL or like. Lower division stuff like that, then you might not get as the entirety of the quality that Vermont Green had. But you can find that like when like I feel like in other USL two squads too, like the Ballard team for example, they're doing great, and that's just a bunch of college kids right now. And it's just like once you get to this level, I think that there it, it kind of comes a little bit easier meshing with other players because you everybody sees the game kind of similarly. And so you know how to like play this certain pass or move off of this certain cue from another player, stuff like that.
4: Yeah, I, I peaked at JV Soccer in nineteen ninety-eight. So I feel like my like understanding of all that is <laughs> it's like slightly below what you guys have, but like, well, no, I mean, yeah. just, like it's amazing though. Like it really is just like that first practice. Like people are moving and passing in ways that are, you know, like just it already seemed like a a well formed team. So super impressive.
2: I guess yeah my my question I I guess kind of it, it kind of got covered a little bit um not just meshing with the guys but um maybe uh how how has maybe a change of system or if is the system similar to what you play in college or have played in the past how was how like Pfeiffer's system uh suited you uh gabe especially because um it relies so much on on um on midfielders and being able to attack and push forward and, and uh, kind of clean, precise passing. Um, I, I'm going to ask you that Gabe first, but I'll ask Nate uh, another question about that second, because I have a, a pressing, a pressing question that I, that I really need answered. So I'll ask Gabe first. Is, okay. Have you, have you played in like full on attacking systems that were like that intense before?
1: Um, yeah, we are, it's actually very similar to U-Dub in a way um, from me playing from a fullback position because the way that we like to play is we really like to get overloads in just about every single part of the attacking third as we possibly can. So, like, if the ball's on your side and you're an outside back, you're either pushing up as a winger and pushing the winger in as, like, a 10 almost, or you can go swap into the 10 and the winger stays wide, or like, let's say you push one of the holding mids up to the ten spot, and then you slide into a midfielder spot. So it's just like that kind of like freedom to kind of move around, which uh, I feel like was um, very similar to the way Pfeiffer wanted to play, especially with fullbacks, because he loved to just tell me to bomb forward and get us going. So yeah, my my so that's that's
2: perfect because my next question for Nate is is uh, what I kind of noticed a lot and. In, in, I mentioned it to these guys too, and I'm probably wrong. Cause I'm, you know, new and new at the football, but, um, not new, not super new, but 10 years. But, um, you guys played a super, super high line in the back to it. it I could, I, that's kind of what I saw, um, which kind of left things open to some counterattacks. But I think that the fact that you guys were, you and Musa worked so well together, um, you were able to communicate and sometimes communicate without even talking to, to get back on those, on those counterattacks and, and kind of snuff out the attack before it got into dangerous positions. Sometimes it got you in trouble. um, Obviously when you're playing a high line like that, but um, is that different than you've ever played? Because you guys were so goddamn, like, even, even when you guys got backed up into the, into the box, like, Anytime either one of you guys touch the ball, you're just very calm on the ball, uh, very composed. It, you never looked like you were rushed or nervous, but you're also strong in attack. So, like, have you ever played in a system that pressed your, the center back so far up and, and were involved in attacks? Uh,
5: I think that over here you UW, like, Jamie, like, wants us to build out as center backs. I think that's, like, a huge component where you've seen, like, Play. Well, we've had, like, the last two or three years, just, like, a whole whole crop of them who gone and got drafted to the MLS. So, like, he wants our center back to be, like, playing. And um, USL 2 is interesting because it's, like, it is a summer league, so it's going to be hot. And there are a bunch of just new guys, so it's not enough time to, like, implement, implement, like, an entirely different system for all the players to follow. And so there's not as much, like, pressing. And so right. me and Musa being higher up the field – was just a matter of fact of, like, okay, if we're going to be a team that possesses a ball, we're going to, like, uh, keep it in their half. And that just really puts pressure on the other team. So I feel like him and me just, like, because as a center back, you kind of know, like, all right, I don't need to, like, win this challenge if it's, like, getting countered immediately. Like, maybe I can just, like, drop off. And that kind of makes, like, for less work for us and more work for, like, maybe, like, the center mids off the wing or, like, Gabe coming back and recovering. Because, like, a lot of the attacks come from, like, or maybe us like diving in, and they get behind us, or something like that. So it's it's more of um, preventative, I guess, if
2: you could say that. Right, right. Because I, I, you know, things that we noticed, it, and the the teams that, let like, well, we can just be frank about it. Like uh, Western Mass and and uh, and and Space Ghost United, um, they seem to just want to sit back and play boring ass football. Um, and just try and hoof it over the top and get lucky on a counterattack. And a couple of times, you know, a game you can do that and you can catch somebody out of position. But for for my money, that's not the way to play. That, yeah. that's, that's not playing. That's going out and trying just to, to win games by being boring. Um, and, I, and I've experienced that through my my Premier League team for the past three years. Um, And I just don't like watching that type of football. So that's why when I watch you guys out there playing exciting, attacking football, possession-based football, uh, it's all the better for all of us and everybody in the stands. And I think, you know, that's why Pfeiffer, you know, Pfeiffer system as base as it might be is good for any player that comes in.
5: Yeah. And like playing Western mass, that's like always going to be like, I kind of equate them to like the Stanford because Stanford's, like, very direct and very physical. But um, Western Mass, they just kind of – they had that athleticism to do that. And it is it is kind of like an American way of soccer, and it does produce results. And sometimes you'll get teams who can, like, build out like us and, like, keep the ball and like have, like, 70% possession but lose because we got caught on, like, a transition or, like, a set piece or something like that. But that's kind of what makes soccer such like a – or football. It's just like a, a dope sport. Because you just never know what's going to happen on a given
4: day. It was um, like you know, having witnessed both both seasons. Uh, the season was fantastic. It was like objectively an improvement over the first season in terms of like record and goal differential and
2: quality of play. Yeah. Quality of
4: play. It was just like an amazing season to as a fan to to watch. Obviously, like disappointing for for you guys and for us to to not have like a playoff game to cheer for but like you know that's that's sort of the unfairness of the USL2 system being having that sort of record and not being in the playoffs um mm-hmm. but you know as we have talked about on the show like there're a lot of ways to to sort of quantify the success of a season and like the football was amazing the the players were front to back just super nice it's nice cats and great with the fans great with kids um, great as a uh, as soccer coaches uh, at, at some of the camps. Um, it kind of flew by uh, for you guys. What was your favorite sort of on field memory and your favorite off field memory of this whirlwind summer? Um, I think my favorite
1: on field memory was probably our last home game. I guess it wasn't really on field. It's kind of be could kind of be both, but when we had to head back in for the lightning um, delay. And then once that ended up, ended, and then we all got to walk out and everybody's just under that um, big overhead thing right in front of like all the athletic facilities and everyone's just cheering. I thought that was like just totally like encapsulating of the support and like just how everybody felt at that moment, especially with like all the flooding going on and stuff like that like I thought it was like a really very wholesome and
4: complete kind of moment there it was cool and seeing all everybody streaming back in and we talked about this before like it would have been totally reasonable for half the crowd to leave after heavy rains and lightning but just that huge flow of people coming back in after what 45 minutes almost an hour that was that was really cool it was
5: I think for my moment there was two moments or two games I really enjoyed was um ac connecticut and black rock when we went down did we go down in black rock we went no. down early against ac connecticut, AC connecticut. yeah but like linking up with gabe on that one they uh long to him and he assisted uh zach Zengi. that was like a, a great moment where i was like all right gabe arrived we're, we're good to go and then um black rock was sick just like because I remember I had the header down to Ash to win it, and we just really needed those three points at that moment in time. And that's when the stands were, oh, my gosh, they were packed, and I was just, like, hyped. That might have been, like, the best. And then if I'm thinking off-field moments, there's, like, practicing every day with the guys is, like, so much fun. But um, the 3rd of July was, like, dope, seeing everybody, like, pile into Burlington going down to like the water. Like we went on a a friend's boat just like had a great time. Saw like the fireworks for like half an hour, that entire experience, like I would definitely recommend that to somebody
3: to go up there. Yeah. That was super cool. That's awesome. Did, did you guys as players have a favorite chant of ours whenever we were doing other than the Nate Jones is massive? Uh, was, was there a favorite chant or maybe a favorite, uh, a favorite heckle of an opposing team member? I just mm-hmm. I just loved
1: all the little comments that the right back would get on the opposing <laughs> team. It was just it would like crack me up every time. And then like I would like if I would walk by him or something, I would like say the same thing and like be like, "Are you going to take that?" Like something <laughs> like that. Like it's just I I love it because I'm a total trash talker and I love to talk to the other team, so it's just super funny to hear.
5: Yeah, no, I think that, uh, I don't know if I had a favorite champ, but the uh, starting 11 and they have the kind of uh, the little bio of the players, so like Gabe Servin and Creamies or like talking about Moose Man and all these other like, players, D'Agostini or our Italian Stallion out of Gio. Like, I think that cracks me before every game. And it kind of gave the um, – because oftentimes fans don't really get to see the other side of the players and, like, who they are. So that little bio I thought was, like, really special.
1: Uh, it just made things loose too. Yeah, nice.
2: Tom Tom Proctor is uh, is a class act. He's he's a he's a perfect voice for for that booth, uh, for our club, and uh, he's been doing that for two years. And uh, I, I did one of the friendlies. I can't remember which one um, it was, but they had a supporters group there that that traveled up, and uh, they. Stuckett. Yeah, yeah, crazy. that was Kingston Stockade, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and I think that might have been before you guys got there, but they were like, "Is the announcer always like that?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's great, isn't it?" And they're like, "No, it's fucking annoying." <laughs> and I said that he's doing his job. Oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> uh, he does a great job. It's super cool. Yeah, t- Tom and Tom's a great dude,
2: and we love him. Um, so I guess my uh, my my question of our of our guests is always. Uh, did you get to experience uh, the creamy, quote unquote, and what was your favorite flavor?
1: Mine has always been half-baked.
2: So that's the – yeah, that's, so okay. That's the yeah. Ben & Jerry's, yeah.
1: Yeah, Ben & Jerry's half-baked. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I've experienced – I don't think I had a
5: creamy well, here. All
2: right. It's and just a don't soft don't serve ice cream, but <laughs> – <yeah. laughs>
5: It is, is not
3: just the soft serve ice cream. How <laughs> dare you? How dare yeah,
2: the uh, lifelong Vermonter. Uh the I, I said it's just a soft serve ice cream. It is not just a soft serve ice cream. Uh it it's thicker, it's creamier. Uh and uh the uh, just so you guys know, the answer is uh always maple.
1: Okay. <laughs> that
2: would make that would make sense. The maple, yeah. the maple creamy, uh, if if nobody took you guys to get a maple creamy, then you've been uh, done a disservice by, by the rest of the club and, and the members who have already been here for a year.
1: Um, I'm talk to Patrick about that one.
4: I'm, yeah, I'm
2: going to place the blame on Patrick. <laughs> I'm going to have to. <laughs>
4: um, I mean, I know it's a ways away and you have a whole college season ahead of you, but uh, have you guys thought about plans for this upcoming summer? And beyond that, what are your sort of Hopes and aspirations for for post college and and moving into like the potentially professional world,
1: yeah, I think uh me and Nate are kind of in the same boat right now where um we're gonna do this season this next coming up season, and then we're both gonna try to opt into the draft and then kind of see where it goes from there so obviously, if we get drafted, then probably wouldn't be able to come hang out in Vermont for the summer, but if not. Definitely would.
2: There's always international breaks when you get drafted by uh New England or <laughs> oh, Montreal. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean was, national team in Vermont.
4: <laughs> it is it is awesome thinking about all the players that that we've gotten to know over the whole the past two years, but moving forward it'll we'll be obviously more and more, but just thinking about being able to watch you guys kind of progress through your careers and seeing you playing at higher levels and per- perhaps the highest levels and being like, we know those guys. They're awesome. And just being, like, super proud to see, like, Vermont Green alumni out there just dominating the soccer world. It's going to be it's gonna be great. It's like an instant family. It's really cool. It's really cool.
2: It's going to cost us a lot of money in the end because we're going to have to go see our former players play, you know, professionally. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> – yeah,
0: so- it's not a bad thing, though. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. But no,
5: um, the uh, the college season coming up, I'm really excited for. Like, we can get into, like, the future and, like, next summer, like, stuff like that. But, like, this fall right now, like, senior year, I'm, like, really looking forward to, like, over here at UW. And I really, I was talking to some of the guys before this. I really hope we get to, like, go out to the East Coast and play somebody in the NCAA tournament or they come out here. Because I really, I mean, we've, like, made friends with so many guys from different schools. So, like, one school like Georgetown or like Providence. Like I'd love to go play those guys in the tournament.
2: Yeah. You never know. You might end up out here back. Yeah, in you'd be, you'd be way oh, too no comfortable right. at, at virtue. You
1: know, I, it, we, <laughs> I love a good virtue field playoff game. We, oh, yeah, yeah. we played, yeah, we played, uh, Sam
2: McCann's team last year and, uh, he, he started in a, a playoff game. And that was a, that was a nail biter. And then, uh, UCLA came out here to play us in, in the That's next right. round, yeah. and it was about it was about thirty degrees, a driving wind.
1: They were and, not, happy. and the and they oh, were yeah. not
2: happy. The Vermont they were only warming up, and the Vermonters came out in uh, tank tops uh, for their warm ups, yeah. and they all lined up at the midfield line and were like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Um, so sweet. It was windy. It was windy and cold, and 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 Vermont pulled it out. But it, I would you know, I would love to have you guys back out here to play Vermont. I mean, you know, you guys are going to be the pack champions again, right?
1: We're hoping that's the goal. (laughs) That is the goal.
2: I can't, I do. I don't even know what to call them anymore. Pack 10, 12.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
5: No clue what's going to
2: happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Well, I I think uh, we're coming up on the, uh, on, on the end of the pod, uh, yeah we're just about time i mean we could probably sit here and talk all day long um but uh i don't want to take up any more of your guys time you know it's still still early out there so uh yeah, you might you, you guys, guys might want to
4: bed, huh?
2: catch some leisure time yeah it's nine o'clock you know my <laughs> kids my kids in bed but that's yeah, okay, okay. The, we do this every every uh every week at at eight o'clock anyway so we're prepared cool. for it but um i just want to let everybody uh have some uh have some final thoughts. I'll start with Gabe. If you want to, want to plug anything, plug your, plug yourself, plug your Wikipedia page or whatever. Yeah. Go, go to for it
4: Gabe. <laughs> go on
1: Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing and uh, reaching out to me and Nate. It's been a fun little experience and I'm glad I got to meet a few more guys from over from Vermont. I mean, I just feel like everybody that I met out there was awesome. So thank you guys again for having me. Nate, I'm, I'm going to apologize again for, uh, for
2: pestering you on Instagram. It's the only way I knew how to get a hold of you uh, and pestering Gabe to get a hold of you. Um, but I, I really appreciate uh, you coming on and uh, any last thoughts for you?
5: Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me. I just want to say like, thank you Vermont for welcoming us with like open arms this summer. You guys really got something special over there. And I think like the team that, uh, Matt, uh, Patrick and Sam have really like brought together with Fife for Ruben, Chris Taylor, all the players, all the staff, all the volunteers. Like you guys got really uh you guys did really good. And so I just want to say thank you for that.
2: Absolutely.
4: Tyler. Yeah, hey guys. Thank you for being part of the team this past summer. It was amazing and thanks for coming on the on the pod and um, wishing you nothing but the best of luck in the upcoming season. We'll definitely be tuning in for all the all the games um and hey come back to vermont uh anytime you guys are our local heroes and welcome here at any point um and uh yeah let's 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 hang out soon definitely for sure for sure
3: tyson uh we obviously this year we did not come up with a catchy enough song for you gabe we had one for nate if for whatever ungodly reason you do not get selected by an MLS team in the draft, if they didn't, they're idiots. But if you do ever wind up back here, we'll get a song for you too. Appreciate it. Guaranteed. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Uh, and again, uh, I appreciate all of you guys. Um, and to my uh, two co-hosts here, like, I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Um, and as always, uh it's a crazy world out there, everybody. Um, flooding's happening, uh, torrential downpours, rain, skunks, uh, skunks, god damn it, skunks. Jeez. It's a crazy world out there. So I just want to tell everybody, just uh, you know, go out there, live your life, but be safe. And up the green. green. Up the green, baby. Up the fucking green. Uh-huh.
0: Down, loaded up and Are we gonna do what they say can't be done We've got a long way to go, and a short time to get there Time me, smile, just watch your bandit run Keep your foot hard on the pedal, some never mind them brakes. Let it all hang out, cause we gotta run to make. Boys are thirsty in Atlanta, and there's beer in Texarkana, and we'll bring it back no matter what it takes. Eastbound and down, loaded up and truckin', are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go, and a short time to get there, I'm eastbound just watch your bandit run. Do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm east bound. Watch your bandit run. Old Smokey's got them ears on. He's hot on your trail and he ain't gonna rest till you're in jail. So you got to dodge him, you got to duck him, you gotta keep that diesel truckin'. Just put that hammer down and give it hell. East bound down. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm found bound watch our bandit run.